Hello, hello back and hello listeners. Welcome to um, Medical Mums Chat about what we're watching. How are you, Beck? Yeah, I'm all right, Beck. Nice to be back with you. Um, nice to be back. It's been a while. We've had a few false starts. Yes, it has been a while, and I think that it's. Uh, I've got. I've got a request. Um, I think we probably need to do it more often because the only other thing that could have, that I could do to to curtail the problem is to watch less TV. <laughs> because yes. Okay. It's been very validating because I'm like, oh, I'm watching this for the podcast. Clearly. <laughs> But um, because you have totally, I'm doing my research exactly. But I've just got too many things to talk about, and I had to cull some because I've watched a bit too much TV. That's actually true. I had some notes from our last meeting that I've had to put in the recycling because I'm like, no, out of date. There's new stuff to talk about. So yes, we do need to do this more often. Um, yeah, and I think it's also again when the whole freaking country's in lockdown. My um, <sighs> I meant to be in a brand new car, which I'm picking up later today, so that's a bit late too. Driving from the Kimberley to the Northern Territory, and I had to cancel the trip, so very sad. So, TV oh. watching is going to be has been a uh, tonic for, you know, you know, reasonably dark time. So I totally get it because the last time that we were supposed to meet, Melbourne was in lockdown. I was in lockdown, and so me doing my research on the on the TV watching was definitely the you know the highlight. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's some kind of togetherness. Like we talk about this stuff and you're miles away and I wouldn't be allowed to come. Well, I could come and visit you, but I wouldn't be allowed back. And it would be a bit (laughs) tricky because I'm not allowed into Perth at the moment. So a little bit tricky to get to you through all these closed borders. Um, But anyhow, so it's nice to be back. um, And we've got heaps of stuff to talk about. Yes, Um, yes. So what are we going to do? Not get carried away. Yes. First of all, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record this conversation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So from Melbourne, I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And I'm coming to you from Yarra country and I'd love to acknowledge the Yarra people. Where would you like to start, Beck? Why don't you tell me what you've been watching and the well, thing that's been... I might start with the little one I snuck in uh, in the last couple of days before we caught up and it's delightful yeah. and it's starstruck on ABC <gasps> That was first on my list too. <laughs> <laughs> so very bingeable, six episodes, so it's it's yeah. quite easy to knock it off on a weekend or, you know, depending on how heavily you binge, you can knock it off yeah. in one day. Um, I think it's divine i um delightful so it's been described as a gender reverse notting hill but i don't think it feels like something that's been done before i think it's really fresh and beautiful do do you agree yes i read that um description too and i was like oh and then i think it's just because there's a famous person i think one of the you know because she hooks up with a famous person and because in notting hill hugh grant hooked up with I can't remember who the famous person was, but yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the that's only it. similarity. Really. I agree. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm not sure if I'm going to say this right, but Rose Matafeo is the lead actor and she's also yep. the creator and co-writer. Um, yeah. And uh, she's uh, got a beautiful Kiwi accent, so one for the New Zealanders. I'm not sure where they would watch it, but we, in Australia we watch it on iView at the moment. Um, I'm yep. sure I, I saw that it's also streaming on BBC. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there's some kind of equivalent. Yeah. And I'm sure that the streaming services will pick this up because it's so good. Um, it's fabulous. So Rose is on her OE, which is a um, very Kiwi term for the year that they spend overseas, overseas experience. Um, and she's a 20 something 
working in uh, cinema and also as a nanny, which is I'm sure many Kiwis and Aussies because we do it. We just don't can relate to can relate totally living in a yeah. living in a pokey little flat in London. Um, with just really quirky, interesting characters, again, which is just everyone's experience. So I think it's really one for us kind of down under Rian <laughs> that to do this. <laughs> um, and uh, so she goes out on New Year's Eve and um, is busting for the loo. So, th- I mean, there's just so many classic moments that you can relate to. So she's busting for the loo and there's totally. a really long line. So she, like, uh, pumps herself up and goes to the boys' toilet. <laughs> And haven't we all done that, gone to the boys' toilets because the, yeah, girls' line's too long? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, her name's Jessie and she, so she, she, this is not giving away much because it's like the opening scene, uh, opens yeah. the door and goes, hello, my name's Jessie. And <laughs> she's had a little bit to drink so she does a little bit of her monologue in front of the mirrors and out comes um, Tom, famous Tom, as she has him saved in her phone eventually. But, Tom Kapoor. <laughs> So she doesn't recognise him, which I, I guess, I mean, this is not explicit in the, in the script, but I guess he quite likes that she doesn't recognise him. Totally, yeah. Um, and uh, she ends up going home with him and then figures out when she wakes up that he's a little bit famous. So that's the premise. But I did a little bit of research into Rose and she's a stand-up comedian and I think that is probably where the gold is because there's just these moments where there's lots of awkward moments of, of new romance and, you know, with this complicating factor of him being famous. Um, but her comedic wit is so delightful. Yeah. I felt... As She's a, fabulous. I love yeah, her. And as a single person who, you know, occasionally attempts online dating, I felt like I had a lot to learn from her because she just holds her... <laughs> she holds her line and she was really, you know... Um, People talk about in the online dating world, this is so, this is me being vulnerable, Beck. Um, people talk about hey, tell me, tell me. banter and if you're good at banter and you have to. Oh, like, uh, yes. Yeah. She is like A class banter. And yeah, I just. And that's I, what Tom loves, I think, because everybody gets so tongue tied around him being a famous person that Jesse can just, you know, <laughs> deliver these lines yeah. and, and he loves it. Yeah. And I think. And he, he's obviously witty too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And one of the nicest things is that she's not confident. Like she does it, she does it as a part of a, um, almost as a coping mechanism. It's not like she's. Totally. Deliver- so neither of them are confident. They're both awkward and, you know, it's so real. But this humour that she infuses just um, equalises everything and makes it all okay again. Um, And it comes across as confident. And I think I was watching like as if it was like a dating 101. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Points from the millennials, (laughs) hey? Tips, tips and tricks. So I think it's um, (laughs) done. And there's some beautiful scenes again. Like I, I think there's some timeless things. So there was... A murder mystery party, which I had when I was a yeah. young student. <laughs> <laughs> I just love too how excited she gets when she hooks up, and they're like, you know, she's high fiving people, and her flatmates like, you had sex, didn't you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I remember that excitement when you know you <laughs> hook up or had a connection or <laughs> got <Yeah>. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and so, unlike many of the things we're talking about, this is like. Um, us kind of more towards our middle age looking back on our looking back on youth but I think that's part of the joy of it for people who aren't as young as Jesse and Tom totally well I'm, I'm finding I'm watching some of these millennial shows lately and um, 
I mean, I, I do, yeah, watch it looking back and they're different to how we were in how they navigate the world and obviously, you know, culture has evolved. And so, and I really enjoy it. I love it. I love seeing how young people are today. I'm like, oh, it's awesome. I kind of want to be a millennial. <laughs> and I also particularly love to... Um, wardrobe like I do wish I wish there was more ah, yeah. sequins in my life when I was in my 20s yeah okay because I do like that uh, you know over the top kind of it's so acceptable just to go out sparkling now I love that yeah 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 no it's very cool yeah so that's starstruck nice definitely what how many stars would you give it oh I'd give it I I would give it five out of five like yeah. I think um there are a couple of episodes that don't sparkle as brightly as the others, but I still kept going back for more and had to tear myself away to go to bed, you know. Yeah, me too. hundred <laughs> so, uh, percent. I think it's beautiful. I would like, and also it's such a low time investment for such big payoff. Yeah. Definitely. And I think perfect for now, if you're feeling, you know, exhausted, lockdown just makes you exhausted. Like there's not a huge emotional investment. It's just easy, accessible and yeah, it takes you somewhere else, which is kind of perfect. Yeah. It's like um it's like not junk food because it's actually got some like solid, you know, good goodness, nutrition in it. Yeah. So yeah. it's like um, you know, tappers. Like a cup of tea or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Awesome. What did you want to bring mm-hmm. to the table? Well, I did want to talk about Starstruck, but I was going to have a little bit of love for the ABC. So we've, yeah. we've mentioned Starstruck. And then the other thing that I've been finding delightful and, again, completely bingeable is Fisk uh, on ABC iView. And for the New Zealanders, I'm sorry. I don't know where it's available, but I'm sure there's an equivalent. Have you seen Fisk back? No, you'll have to tell me about okay. it. Okay. So this is the delightful Kitty Flanagan, who I absolutely love. I just think she's hilarious. And the show is written by Kitty and her sister, Penny. And Penny is also hilarious. And I used to subscribe to her newsletter. Um, so it's the story of Helen Tudor Fisk, who is a lawyer, um, and her life falls apart. She, her marriage up in Sydney falls apart, and basically she runs away to Melbourne. And um, that kind of uh, close to home for me. My life fell apart in Sydney and I ran away to Melbourne as well. So she runs away to Melbourne and finds herself unemployed. Um, And in Melbourne, she joins the wills and probates law firm called Gruber and Gruber. And it's just a little uh, suburban law firm. And um, uh, we watch as Helen um, finds a new place for herself in the world. So Helen describes herself as not a people person and um, she's not. (laughs) Um, uh, At the law firm, we have Roz, who's played by Julia Zaniro and Marty, uh, sorry, Ray, who's played by Marty Sheargold. Um, And Roz is also a lawyer, but she has been struck off um, and struck off the law register or whatever it's called. Um, And that doesn't fit with Roz. Roz is very proper. Roz is very... um, caring Roz is the face of the law firm and for her to be struck off is completely incongruent um so Helen um finds a place for herself at the law firm so there's a lot of uh hilarious kind of goings on and a lot of familiar Australian faces that we see there's you know appearances from uh, Glenn Robbins who's hilarious um and uh, quite a few you know familiar uh, Australian actors um, so again, there's I think six episodes, they're 20, 25 minutes, um, delightful will escape. Highly recommend. And I would give this one again, I think, you know, a couple of the episodes are 
outstanding, laugh out loud. Um, a couple of uh, just a few, you know, smiles, but I would give this a four out of five. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Must That sounds like also nice light. Humor. I just love Kitty Flanagan. She just makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did something a little bit different that I wanted to bring mm -hmm. today and I went, and this is probably as we all come out of various lockdowns, which we haven't been in, but we don't have a movie theatre, so I feel like I'm allowed to talk about this because I wouldn't be able to do it anyway in room. But I went to a real-life movie theatre when I was in Perth for work. Um, wow. With, like, reclining chairs and a bar. And, oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, so this is an aspirational one for some people, depending on when I edit this, um, and watched In the Heights, which is... Um, oh movie. i've seen the shorts of this yeah. okay so this looks um, great look i i didn't realize the juggernaut that was lin-manuel miranda i loved him yes. for mary poppins returns and had no idea right. that have you know like, was... he was so already so huge and then obviously we i um oh, this is one of my sad stories i've had a I've had a hard week i uh booked tickets to hamilton because we're very excited that he's oh. coming to melbourne yeah and um Telstra had a pre-sale and I went on and I thought I'm allowed eight I'm taking my two kids from Broome to Melbourne like no small you know feet and my daughter's best friend got permission to come and there's so many steps that I booked eight tickets which is also like two thousand dollars very difficult tickets. yeah and um and and then all these texts and emails started coming in that I'd successfully done this for the wrong date Oh. So at some point, my fat fingers on my phone pressed the wrong oh, no. school oh, holidays. No. And the very next day, Sydney went into lockdown. So Ticketek are busy because they have to cancel oh, all their shows yeah. in Sydney. So, oh, no. So, so anyway, we're very much looking forward to Hamilton and we're completely on board with Lynn Moyle Miranda's talent and amazingness. Okay. So in the <laughs> early 2000s, he did In the Heights as a um, as a Broadway show and he calls it ah. a, a love letter to his um, neighborhood that he grew up in right and yep. he was the main character back then um and now he's um he just does a cameo in the movie um and, oh, it's, cool. and it's about this neighborhood washington heights um uh and it is um a pure celebration of human spirit music dance um and there is all the emotions. So it's set in a heat wave and there's a um, there's a, a three-day power cut in the in the middle of the story. Um, mm -hmm. and the lead actor is um Wisnavi is is the character's name, played by Anthony Ramos, which I think okay. must have been very hard for Lin Moyle Miranda to let his part go. Handed over. Um, yeah. and his name is based on when his dad first came to so lots of people who've um, immigrated to the US either legally or undocumented so there's a little bit of kind of sub yep. subtext about um, undocumented people and how difficult that life is and but anyway when they first came his dad saw a very impressive ship uh, which was badged on the side US Navy <laughs> and it's right. represented strength and <laughs> so he calls his son Osnavi um, and he, he runs a little bodega in this neighbourhood. And I guess I was thinking about um, the kind of evil character, if you think of, if you, you know, bring stories back to their kind of simplest form. And I think that in this uh, it's gentrification. So some right. of the businesses are um, being sold and the, the, the um, neighbourhood is getting gentrified. Um, so he's got this little bodega. He dreams of going back to the Dominican Republic and having a beach shack store like his dad did. 
and he can remember. He has these memories. Both of his parents have died and he's getting and he got raised by Abuela Claudia, this kind of um, matriarch of this neighbourhood. And he just thinks they were the best days of his life and he wants to get back there. There's a couple of love. So there's another matriarch, which is Daniela. She runs the nail salon, which is also needing to move um, to a further out, I imagine, further out neighbourhood. Um, and she has all the girls come and work in her nail salon before they kind of go on and do whatever. Now, is Daniela, I am a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan. So I think that The Heights was brought to me on my various devices because of Stephanie Beatrice, who, uh, yeah, is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is she Daniela? Who does, I, when I've looked at the shorts, I can't see her on the trailers. I'm like, which character is she? It's the one character that I didn't write down the actor. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you found the one hole in my notes. <laughs> oh, sorry, Beck. Sorry. Well, that's, that's yeah. So, um, okay. But I'll, she's, I'll Google that um, yeah. and let you know. <laughs> um, and there's a couple of love stories as well. So uh, the the owner of the um, kind of limousine company that uh, is Kevin and his daughter Nina, okay. she was really smart. So he set, sold half of his business, like half of his shop front, to send her to Stanford. And she comes back and she's got the weight of this community on her shoulders because they're all so impressed with how smart she is and that she's going to be able to lift out of this, you know, neighbourhood. But she loves it and she comes back and she doesn't want to. She she wants to be home. And um, Yeah. And so is it like Hamilton, is it mostly sung or is it like West Side Story where there's a bit of dialogue, a bit of singing? Yeah, it's kind of like a musical movie, like um, I guess... Like most, old school Greece or yeah, West Side yeah. or yeah, so they, high school musical. Yeah. Or, yeah, so there's dialogue and then they break into the most phenomenal, like where Latino musicals have been all my life. You just watch it and go, yeah. <laughs> this surely should have happened before now, you know, because yeah. the dancing is phenomenal. The music yeah. is, I mean, it was very Lin-Manuel Miranda. I, I haven't watched Hamilton yet, but it's very Hamilton-esque or maybe Hamilton is in the Heights-esque because that came first. Um but it's just. I find that this is a whole, um, uh, almost a you know a genre. This yeah. this or this style. Now, you know, I watched Hamilton just the in lockdown last year on online, and now I keep seeing it being emulated. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the and the lyrics are so clever, and the human spirit that just comes out of that kind of community that is um, brought together by. So food, which is universal, but also music and dance, you know, like it's just, it fills your cup. Although, so most people say how uplifting it is, which I 100% agree it is, but I also had a good 10 minutes of um, trying to hold in my sobs. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, so that human story is complete with the with grief and sadness as well. And there's a young boy, Sonny, who works at the bodega with um, Usnavi, who's undocumented and and um, they show his story and it's it's actually really confronting for someone who's I've never been to the US to really so um, shows like um, Orange is the New Black they went yeah. through some of that stuff which yeah. is and it's that kind of little view into how difficult it yeah. is and um, there's a character on Superstore actually Matteo who's undocumented yeah. and um Superstore's a comedy you know lots of but I love how they dealt with yeah Matteo being undocumented and the um can't remember their names the people coming and he gets arrested and he gets you know um threatened with deportation and like it's a real well presence so, I think yeah in- and Sonny's this bright young kid 
Um, and, you know, there's this story of Nina who's gone to Stanford. Sonny's not even allowed to go to college. You know? Yeah, yeah, they can't get basic, yeah. Mm. And then the, and the thing that was so moving to me is the way the community, um, it's that sense of belonging and you don't have to be a blood relative to wrap around in a community yeah. like that. And I think, I think that's something that we've lost, particularly in Australia. We, we're very um, nuclear family focused and as a single parent, this is like a therapy session today, Beck. Um, <laughs> that's, that sense of community is, is something that... So important. It's yeah. so important. And I feel like in future generations where we will aspire to do that again, and and this is where we've in when we look back, we'll go, yeah, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, we lost our way a bit and came became a bit too inward focused. And then, and hopefully, you know, and our, um, what we watch affects that. What we, If we watch these things and and think, oh, how beautiful that they all look after each other, I think it probably does eventually change behaviour. So I'm there yeah. for it. I want this more Latino, yeah. Latino things in the mainstream because there is that great sense of belonging and togetherness, which I think is well worth a watch. Definitely get along and see it once you're allowed. Amazing. I will. Um, all right. Well, I did something a little bit different too because I, I sort of um, – wanted to just do a little ode to Phoebe Wallerbridge. Uh, I love Phoebe Wallerbridge. And um, for anybody who hasn't yet watched Fleabag, do yourself a favour. Um, and what I really love are these female-driven comedies. So I just have a few little recommendations, especially for people, like we said, with Fisk and um, Starstruck, those easily bingeable um, but hilariously kind of awkward <laughs> comedies. Um, so just a little background on Phoebe Waller-Bridge for anyone who doesn't know. She's a 35-year-old British actress, writer, comedian and producer. She was the writer and executive producer of the first series of Killing Eve. Um, so Fleabag is the um, hilarious, um, uncomfortable, poignant tale of, of a 30-something Londoner. Um, and she's trying to cope with a recent tragedy. So this was originally Walla Bridge's um, stand-up that she performed at the um, Edinburgh Fringe Festival and she turned it into a um, series. So it, unfortunately at the moment I think you can only watch it on Prime, which is another streaming service. Um, it has at times been available on ABC iView. Um, but it's just... Uh, it's dark and it's uncomfortable and it's hilarious. So um, Walla Bridge plays Fleabag and she's supported by these strong females. So her sister Claire is played by Sean Clifford and her mother-in-law is Olivia Coleman and Olivia Coleman just, you know, about steals the series. Um, there's two series. Unfortunately, I don't think we're getting a third, um, but well worth a watch. So in the same vein, um, there I recently binged Game Place, which is on Stan. So there's two seasons of this. Um, and this is, again, um, uh, a female comic. So Rasheen, I believe you pronounce her name, Conaty. She plays a 30-something Marcella. She's a struggling actor. Um, and she's recently broken up with, uh, from a long-term relationship, 12 years um, with her boyfriend, and, and he breaks up with her and promptly gets married, you know, like three months later, of course. Um, her brother's just got out of drug rehab. She lives in a share house with her best friend. She loves a drink, um, and she's always getting herself into trouble because of her drinking, and that becomes a theme later in the series. 
Um, and again, this is a series with some laugh out loud moments. She decides to make some positive changes in her life because she realises that she hasn't got where she wants to to well hasn't achieved what she thought she might by her early 30s um, and so she starts seeing a life coach um, and so we have some delightful interactions between her and her coach um, and you know as she kind of examines her behaviors um, and tries to make change she also wants to learn to drive and so she takes driving lessons and there enters um, you know a will they won't they with her driving instructor John um, so that's on Stan. Um, the other one I wanted to recommend was This Way Up, which is also on Stan. And this is about Anya. Anya's also um, a late 20s, early 30s, um, struggling to fit into her life. Um, but Anya, her challenge has been mental health. And we learn that she's recently come out of a facility. And we watch as she tries to re-enter um, her life. And some of the awkwardness around when people realise where she's been and she's trying to be open about it and talk about it and people are really uncomfortable. Anya is watched over by her sister Shona and um, you can see that um, something bad has really happened and Shona um, watches over Anya like a mother would a child. Um, and so that's delightful kind of 20-minute, you know, episodes. I, I should, when speaking about Phoebe Waller-Bridge, also mention Killing Eve in case anyone hasn't watched it. Have you watched this, Beck? No, I haven't. Oh, my God, Killing Eve is amazing. Um, so it's on Stan, Apple TV and Fetch. So it's a British um, dark spy thriller. We follow M MI5 agent Eve Palastri as she tries to catch um, the psychopath and highly intelligent Villanelle, who's a trained assassin. So Villanelle is um, gorgeous. Uh, the, the clothing is to die for. Um, she has this beautiful loft apartment in Paris. And basically they play um, cat and mouse around the world. Um, so... Yeah, Villanelle becomes obsessed with Eve Palastri. So there's this um, kind of, yeah, <laughs> dynamic where they're both chasing each other. So, yeah, a few, a, few, a few recommendations there. Well, I've got one more thing to talk about and then I've got a few. Um, obviously, uh, the world is opening up because we have just had new series dropping yep. left, right and centre yep. of really cool stuff. So yep. I just wanted to give a list. But I did want to, um, I think that we've probably got a time for, uh, I think we'll have a little bit of time just to mention <laughs> Girls Forever. Girls Forever. <laughs> forever is too, too short. short. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is so timely. It's again yeah. a comedy. I had no idea of the strength of the cast until um, my daughter walked in while I was watching it and went, oh, my goodness, that's Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I was like, who's that then? And she's like, you know, um, so these are the songs, just in case you also went, who's that then, like I did. She does, I want to write you a love song because oh. you asked for it. And she always, she also does Brave, which is say what you want to say. So just before my daughter went to school, I was like, what songs does that lady from Girls 5 ever sing? Really? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, they are like proper famous. Yeah. Because she was just like, mom, she's so famous. Yeah, and, the, and then, so she's one of the girls five ever. Mm -hmm. um, Dawn and Wiki, who is oh, uh, Wiki Ren Renee is, Elise Goldsbury. Oh my gosh, she's, she's from, amazing! And um, she's from Hamilton. Yes, I mean she's yes. from lots of things, but yes. she's from Hamilton. 
And then we've got well, Summer. Well, because at first I was like, where have they found this, you know, actor? She is fabulous. And then I Googled her and I was like, oh, 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 she yeah. has a really impressive yeah, resume. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Summer is Busy Phillips, who's also yes. quite well known. Yeah. And Gloria is Paula Pell. Oh, I so love Paula Pell. She's so divine. <laughs> yeah. And I think the reason that this is so great and the reason that I think we can go over our time limit just to mention it is because it oh, it's created by Meredith Scardino who did Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Which, and it's totally, and again, that's like its own little mini genre and you can totally yeah. feel that um, that rhythm happening. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's very cutting about issues that are of our time. So oh, it's like the sexism, really, the double standards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it harks back to a, a part time past. So Girls 5 Ever was a late 90s kind of um, girl band. Yeah. Um, and they, they get sampled by a little stinker. Yeah. a rapper um and so they get 374 dollars royalty checks that their <laughs> their skanky manager hasn't even sent to them but they hear one of them hears themselves on like the piped music through the shopping center and goes <gasps> and so they reunite they haven't seen each other and they um get back together they've unfortunately lost a member ashley um who they we have some flashbacks to her um, but it is it is so cutting about the sexism and misogyny in the industry back then and still now and the invisibility of older women. Yep. You know, like and I think that is why they got such a cracking cast because people want to demonstrate this. And the music, although the lyrics um are comedy a hundred percent, it's actually really good. Music. Totally. Like, oh, okay. it's quite... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is good music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a there's a great song in one of the episodes called New York Lonely Boy, which I think it also talks to a lot of <laughs> yeah. the issues of our generation, yeah. which is an attribute to only children in New York. Yeah. Um and I just think again, it's got some serious undertones if you want to philosophize and think about the world um and stick it to the man. It's yeah. great. Well, for um, me too, it really highlighted how in the late nineties, early two thousands, you know, what we were told to aspire to, you know, to be um these girly girls and, you know, um, whereas now we're like reclaiming uh I'm like, oh yes, oh my God, what was this lie I was sold? <laughs> yeah. And I think um uh, with all the stuff going on with Britney Spears as well, yeah. it's probably very timely. I don't think they planned that necessarily, but no. we're talking the Britney Spears, you know, our our cohort, our kind yeah. of generation and watching them grow older. Um, one of the best quotes out of it is, uh, um, I don't, I think it, Wiki accuses Gloria of being a prude and she says, I power walk to, to whap. <laughs> I'm not a prude. <laughs> and so oh. it's very... Oh, it's just talent plus plus plus. Yes. It's great. I was I did um think to Busy Phillips, one of the things that I recognized in her was Alexis from Ships Creek. And I was like, Oh yeah. wow, well done to um who's the actress that plays it's Annie Murphy who plays Alexis. I was like, Wow, she's like, you know, created again this this thing that people emulate. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's one to watch. And then I've just got a list of all the things that have dropped uh, that just as like a public service announcement. Um, where is it? So Heartland Season 14 dropped after being delayed by COVID and I right. love it and we should talk okay. about it one day. All right. Working Mums Season 2 oh, yes. dropped yep. on Netflix. Second season of Special, which we talked about in the first yes. episode, of yep. our, is dropped. And the second part of Lupin. Ah, okay, all right. Is, 
wonderful. So I think that's just to let everyone know that there's a lot to watch. And Virgin River, which is a terrible show that we're going to talk about that I love. Yeah. Such good junk food on Netflix. The second season's coming. Well, for those, if we're talking trashy, then there's a new uh, season of The Bold Type and there's also a new season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And those, it's such optimism that these seasons are dropping because it means that when you get vaccinated, you can go back to work yeah, in these uh, industries. Yeah, you know? totally. We're just getting this like flood of um, of things that were COVID cancelled in 2020 coming through. It's great. Yay. Great. Well, that is a solid episode, Beck. Um, delightful to chat to you as always and get your insights. And thank you um, to everybody who made it this far through the podcast. And we hope... Yes. <laughs> Maybe. I think we can justify going a little over half an hour because everyone's, um, well, you know, we're back in that time that needs podcasts totally. because you might be stuck at home. Out so. exercising and planning what they're going to do with their rest of their day. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this helps you get through to the other side of this um, little COVID, uh, yes, blip on the radar. That's right. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I hope everyone is surviving winter down south. Um, it's lovely it's lovely it's delightful we've had some beautiful sunny winter days here in Melbourne (laughs) don't you worry about us (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks Beck let's catch up again soon okay chat soon thanks Beck bye bye